Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. Today's reading is from Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 25. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery idolatry and witchcraft, hatred and discord, jealousy, fits of rage, self-ambition, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of his word. Well, good morning, uh, Journey of Hope. Good morning. Uh, Given... uh, I'm honored and pleased to be here to give Jared a break. Uh, I appreciate his trust. He does not know what I'm going to say. <laughs> but then I don't either, so, so we're even. Uh, title of the message today is uh, Choosing Your Attitude and uh, Coming to a negative attitude, like first question is, what really ticks you off? You get angry right off the bat. There's some things, right? And worse than that, we feel very justified in our anger and upset. These are obviously bad people. Two things come to mind for me. Bad drivers. People putting on makeup, doing all kinds of things, driving with their knees, texting. Uh, The other thing that really irritates me is engines that do not start. (laughs) So little Johnny is on the playground, whips off a series of bad words. And the teacher says, Johnny, that's inappropriate language. Said, I'm, uh, it's a good thing you don't know what they mean. 
And Jolly says, oh, no, I know what they mean. Oh, yeah? What do you think they mean? It means the lawnmower won't start. <laughs> Johnny goes home that night and announces to his parents that according to his teacher, he is now trilingual. He can speak English, Spanish, and inappropriate. <laughs> Victor Frankl was a doctor, Jewish, Germany, World War II concentration camps. Being an MD, he was concerned about the people there. And his problem was that people were dying and others were not dying. And he was trying to determine what that factor was. Because in the concentration camps, everybody sleeping on wood bunk beds, everybody has a minimum of food. Basically, food was soup that was basically water with a couple of potatoes floating around in it. And then the physical labor behind. So physically, Everybody was in the same boat, but some people were dying and not. And he decided from his observations that the difference was attitude. Those people who gave up and were convinced that they were not going to make it out of their life ended up uh, dying. He even created his own psychotherapy called logotherapy based on the premise, based on this premise, that your ultimate freedom, the freedom that you have that nobody, no person, no organization, no government, no group of people can take away from you is your freedom to choose your attitude. Freedom to choose your attitude. Uh, when I was a kid, I first heard that in the one of the creeds, the, that you could sin by thought, word, and deed. Sinning by deeds made sense to me. Sinning by words made sense. But this idea of I was sinning in my thoughts was just really incredibly hard for me to comprehend. Uh, but let's pursue this idea of attitude. I don't know, I didn't look up the definition of attitude. I don't know the definition. But we all know it when we see it. Right. Right. Two particular cases that I have seen, uh, cats. A cat is an attitude with, with fur. I mean, it just, it's wandering around. We happen to have a cat that was part Siamese. I mean, that's really an attitude. 
The other place where attitude comes in to think about is teenagers, right? Did you know why God asked Abraham to sacrifice Isaac when he was 12 years old? Because if he would have waited until he was a teenager, it would not have been a sacrifice. <laughs> That's why he did it. So, attitude is all over. You're familiar with the uh, serenity prayer? God grant me the serenity to not change things I cannot change accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So we have uh, serenity, and we have courage. So, uh, in Navajo Indian tribe, I saw Amfield someplace, it's over there, I'm pointing to Anne because I've been reading a lot of Tony Hillerman's books from her, from her library. And uh, he spent a lot of time in the Navajo area. Anyhow, part of their Navajo Indian religion uh, deals with the fact that when you are in a situation that will not or cannot change, such things as drought, floods, natural disasters. Then it's your job to change your attitude. Uh, and uh, we got that. I'm a retired math teacher. Uh, I taught uh, first half of my career at uh, Elgin High School in the second half at Elgin Community College. So I have a couple of favorite quotes from students, mostly at ECC. Mr. Gardner, is a test, is a test just on mathematics or, or do we have to know something? Asked by a A student in calculus, I literally counted to 10 before I even tried to answer the question because, because I did not know what she was asking me. Turns out what she was asking was, there going to be a question on the math exam where you had to write your answer in English. So the answer was yes, you have to know something. <laughs> Gee, Mr. Gardner, I'm glad you're my math instructor instead of Dr. Bradburn. I get real nervous when I'm around smart people. <laughs> no reply to that one. I had requested that uh, my students 
uh, have a 15-minute conference with me to get just to talk about whatever we want to talk about, but also to force them to find me in my office so that when they needed help, they knew where that was. So the girl comes in, have a seat, and I usually started with a softball question like, what high school did you go to? And she says, I went to Elgin High School. And I said, oh, do you know Lee Gardner? And she says, oh, yes, very, very smart guy, really smart. And I said, thank you, he's my son. <laughs> and she goes like this. No, he can't be. <laughs> he can't be. So, attitude. Attitude. After the first major exam in all my classes, I would give my attitude spiel. It went something like this. When I, they have just gotten their first exam back, I always, I always hand it to them upside down. They flipped it over and looked at the score. Uh, and I'm saying, saying, the score that you got, the grade you got on this exam is not the determining factor for your success in this class. Said, what is the determining factor, because I've been watching students for a long time, is your attitude toward that grade. If you're disappointed in the grade, and you looked at the exam, and you said, oh, I, I could get this thing straightened out. I should have known that. I can do better next time. You probably will, probably succeed. If you looked at that low score and said, never have been good at math, never will be good at math, don't ever understand math, uh, you probably will not succeed. If it's the other way around, if you are pleased with the grade, and you look at that and say, oh, I was worried about this class. I don't have to worry about this class anymore. I already know all this stuff. You will probably, probably go down. If you're pleased with the grade and said, oh, I was a little worried about it, but I'm going to straighten this out. And, uh, and I, if I continue working and doing the homework and all that, it shouldn't work out. I have had people get a hundred on the first exam and fail the class. I've also had a people get a D on the first exam and ace the class. The difference, attitude, it's just attitude. Uh, somewhere I read that uh, Attitude is like a paintbrush. 
It colors everything, absolutely everything. So if we're going to, if you're buying into this idea that you are free to choose your attitude, the question is, where do you go to get the good attitude? And the answer is right in front of us. The answer is Galatians, the fruits of the Spirit, Galatians 5.22. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and uh, faithfulness, gentleness. And then the last one, which bothers me, is self-control. But we have all of those possibilities, all those possibilities. So the question now is, it all sounds very good, but it's not easy. It's not easy. It's worse than that. It's impossible. It's impossible. According to Jared, <laughs> quoting his book, and he's quoting Will Willimon, who wrote the, uh, the book that we had for Advent. And this is what Jared is quoting. This is Jared. But I wonder how you can make these new starts, talking about New Year's resolutions, last longer and become part of your life. It will take intentionality to help them become part of your life. Remember that from our Advent series, quote, it is not within our own power to make a fresh start. If we have to have a future different from the past, it must come as a gift. We receive this gift, especially as we begin something new. And I'm here to tell you that you've already received a gift through the magic of the power of Jesus Christ and the light that he shines and the Holy Spirit that he gives us. And, uh, and, the, and the fruits of the Spirit that gives us and if you recall, the Bible also tells us that things that are impossible for humans is possible with the help of God. We got that. I wanted to leave you today with uh, one of my favorite prayers from uh, St. Teresa. And it's kind of, it has a little bit of Alcohol Anonymous uh, attitude toward concentrating on today, not tomorrow, not yesterday, but you know, just take care of today. And the prayer goes like this. May you have uh, peace within today. May you trust that you are exactly where God wants you to be today. May you never forget the infinite possibilities that are born of faith.
Whenever I hear that line, I think of Journey of Hope. Uh, may you use the gifts that you have received. And uh, may you have senior moment. More than a senior moment, it's more like a mini vacation. mind just took a trip, went somewhere, <laughs> I don't know where it is, but anyhow, use the gift you received, uh, pass on the love that's been given to you, and be content knowing that you are a child of God, and that's the essence of all of this, settle into your bones and give you the freedom to sing and dance, love and praise, amen. As we head forth out into, for fellowship across the hall, as well as out into the world, remember, it's always God that wants us to focus inward so we can give his love outward. But as Dan mentioned, it's our attitude, our attitude each and every day that we choose, that we need to choose to portray the ultimate love of God to all. In Jesus Christ, amen.